0: Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari. Joining me, as always, my good friend, leather worker, woodworking interloper, my good friend, Ethan Carter. How are you, buddy? I'm
1: good, good. How are you doing, Vincent? I'm good. We're back! I know, we're back. I'm excited. We're back way earlier than we said we were going to be back, too, and that's pretty awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, no, I'm super excited to be back recording. Uh, I've been jones in for it and uh and but the best part is that that means that you must be feeling better
0: i am feeling so much better um they long story short you know long 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 story short they reduced my chemo dose and the fog is gone and i feel like myself and i'm i'm not completely stumbling over all my words anymore And it just feels so good to, like, just sit down and be able to have a conversation and not just constantly be like, what word am I trying to find? Because, as Evan always says, words are hard. Well, they're extra hard when you're on chemo.
1: Oh, I can't even imagine. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, the good news is we have this episode today, which is going to basically be our return to glory. And (laughs) we already have... The next two weeks planned out we have guests they're booked
1: they're ready to go and i'm super excited i think they're both gonna be amazing oh i can't wait i can't wait
0: one of them i I won't give the name i hate i don't give names away because i love teasing (laughs) but the next guest is someone i've been following for a really long time who i'm a huge fan of and i emailed her when we were doing the first season um she was one of the first people i emailed and i never heard back And I was like, "Wow, that kind of disappointing." (laughs) So a couple of um, couple of weeks ago, she messaged me back, and she goes, "I'm really sorry. I just hadn't been checking my email as much as I promised I would." And of course, I'd love to be on your podcast. I'm like,
1: "Yes, that's awesome." Well, again, this is another person that you introduced me to a couple weeks ago when you started talking about her, and I've been binge watching ever since. So I'm super excited. She's great, and yeah, she really is. I
0: I don't like if I told you which video got me into her. It would be like a giveaway to people who are in the space. But she's a little bit outside the space, which I like. Yeah. And she does a lot of different stuff. The second person is somebody who's a fan of the show. And I was like, well, damn, why don't we just have her on? Yeah. So just for those of you that think we only have men on the show, you know, we ended last season with Sharon. (laughs) And now we have two more women coming up. So don't think that we only have men on this show. (laughs) We are equal opportunity
1: offenders. <laughs> well, and that's one of my favorite things about the making community. It is equal, and so many, so many talented um, and from both sides, and I love it. So it,
0: it really, you know, I, I will say this: that of all the communities I've ever been a part of, I do feel like, in in a lot of ways, the maker community is the biggest meritocracy. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. You it can doesn't. be you can be an alien with three antennas or a, a monster with giant eyes and a furry head and <laughs> you can make videos and somebody's going to be there to watch them and as long as they're good people are going to keep coming back that's
1: right it's all about getting inspired and and learning and yeah absolutely
0: we are such a learning obsessed group of people definitely like, you know the well, my wife my wife's a teacher and she's always doing you know she has to do continuing ed and you know Bruce is real estate bruce does real estate so he has to do continuing ed and yep. all these the high-end professions you know they're required to do continuing ed but people like you know when you're a maker it's like continuing ed is the name of the game like i'm like i want to learn something new i'm going to learn i'm playing around with leather stuff oh yeah that's a new thing
1: that, exactly Then <laughs> that and, right you just get we all get excited from the learning process or or even if we're not and we said it before but you're watching a video and you're like i'm never going to do that mm-hmm. but you're learning something because It's something different that you're not used to and you're gonna take something away from that and that's that's what we are You know the
0: the biggest example of that for me is Jimmy Duresta.
1: Yeah I will I will literally
0: and this is not a knock on Jimmy because I'm a huge Jimmy Duresta fan I have more Duresta merch than anything else (laughs) But I will never do the stuff that Jimmy does. No, it's it's not my that's not my thing But man, I love watching him do stuff. (laughs) I love it. That first the first video of his that I watched was him making Brock Lesnar's um, chest tattoo sword into a real, you know, a, <laughs> yeah. out of whatever metal he made. I don't even remember. I think he made it out of a file if I remember correctly. And I was like, "Wow, this is amazing.
1: I don't want to do that, but wow, watch this guy go." Well, it's just the creativity and the go for it attitude that he always has, and that's yeah. that rubs off on anyone that watches his stuff, I think.
0: Yeah, it's tr- it's funny because I've I've been I tried to convey to my wife how awesome the inlay thing he did with the bars the the Guinness bar was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the with the light wood and the dark wood and cutting yeah. the negative on one side of the CNC and you know if you don't know and I I have got to kind of learn this and I I have trouble with this. People outside of our little circle of <laughs> influence they don't really appreciate stuff like that yeah. as much as we do. Like I look right. at that and I go my God, that's the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. Look what he's doing. He's made the negative and he's just going to sand away the excess. And what's going to be left is the inlay and it's right. gorgeous. And my wife's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really get it. Right. And I'm like, you know what? You probably wouldn't get it. And that's perfectly normal for you to not get it. But look how excited I am.
1: <laughs> right. No, but that's the thing It's like in our little world, it's just like, why wouldn't you get excited about that? This is amazing, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, yeah. we, we, and it's a tough crowd, right? Because, you know, in,
0: to some extent, we all have certain machines, you know, we have this, that, mm-hmm. and third, and yet somebody will always come along using the same machine, the same piece of equipment, mm-hmm. and just go, boom, look what I'm doing. And you're like, oh, crap. That's yeah. not fair. <laughs> right. It's not Our, fair. There's,
1: there's, who was it? I think it was the guy, there's a guy that does, um, and you, I'm sure you've seen it, uh, and it's a, it's a pretty big business, I think, at this point, but he takes old baseball gloves and makes them into wallets. I've Um,
0: heard about this guy. Somebody else mentioned him to me. I don't know who it is, but I've heard about the guy. And it was just like, I
1: watched that, and I was like, ah, how did I not think of that first? (laughs) You know, it's just, you're you're, such a good, such a smart and brilliant idea, and you're just, why didn't I think of that first? Mm -hmm. Well, it was, it's funny, because when I, the first um, inkling
0: I had that I wanted to start playing with leather came from watching Bruce, because Bruce was always doing little accent pieces of some kind with leather, And then I found, he introduced me to you. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I must do stuff with leather now. And I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm doing stuff with leather. I think you are. Yeah. But I'm starting to like explore. And I might actually have a really good business deal with a leather product already. That's perfect. Uh, And I'm I'm like, that's amazing. Like, this is the greatest thing ever. Like, you come up with something that you're interested in and then other people suddenly are interested in it. So. Absolutely. It's. It's the most amazing thing in the world, you know. I know a lot of people that do what we do don't do it to sell. I kind of do do it to sell. Um, I'm always kind of chasing whatever the next product for me to sell is going to be. Yep. But it's always so cool when you go, "Oh, I'm interested in that," and then somebody else goes, "Can you make that for me?" Like,
1: "Oh, wow, you're interested in that too. That's so cool." Well, and that, and that's, I mean, to where I'm at right now, and I, I need to move a little bit more to selling some stuff. But that that's how it's been, and it's been amazing to me. I've just kind of been making and creating and stuff like that and it is it's amazing when I get three or four people that are like well do you actually sell those or how how much and I'm just like wait you're interested enough to buy that (laughs) it's just it's it's always every time it catches me off guard I'm just like wow okay
0: cool well I made I made the first prototype of the leather bracelet I'm wearing right now and I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. Okay. Then I made the second one on the Glowforge where the design is like the whole width of the band, and it's yep. it's got a nice, I set a snap on it, and I took a picture of it, and that day, I got two people going. One said, hey, can you do the same thing, but here, I need one change. Can you add this to it? And I'm like, oh, okay. And then the second person said, hey, do you custom do those because I really want one, and I just want this as the design? I'm like, I think I could do that. Yeah. Sure. And it's just right. a matter of sitting in front of Illustrator and coming up with the design that they're looking for. But it's, it's crazy that, you know, you can spark interest in something right. just showing someone a picture of it. And they go, oh, that's what I've been looking for
1: my whole life. And you just made it and I need it. <laughs> exactly. And they didn't even probably didn't even know they needed it until they saw it sometimes,
0: you know? yeah. Well, it's like Henry Ford said, you know, if you ask people what they wanted, they would tell, they would have told you a faster horse. <laughs> sometimes you have to <laughs> tell them what they want. And then, yeah. you know, they'll figure it out. That's you know? right. that's exactly. Kind of, that's what we're doing. We're all we're not trying to find the faster horse, we're trying to find the car. Yes, exactly. No, that's great. So I was thinking so something I thought of and I mentioned it beforehand. I wanted to get your opinion on this because okay. you're you you've been dabbling with the and teasing and, you know, potentially <laughs> about to start something huge in your uh, I don't know if it's huge, but yeah. Well it will hopefully. be because everything you touch turns to gold. <laughs> um <Appreciate that. laughs> The So a podcast that I used to listen to that I don't listen to so much anymore to be honest with you But one of the hosts said something YouTube made a change to their algorithm. I think it was last winter mm-hmm. And YouTube made and everybody was really upset about it and how it was hurting views and how they would change Oh, no, I remember what it was. It was when they changed their monetization rules.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep And
0: mm-hmm. they made a big change they went from you could you used to be able to just monetize anything. Yep they went to, you have to have this many hours of viewing. You had to have this many Sub- view- subs. subscribers. Yeah. yeah. They, cha- they added a whole bunch of criteria. And then they didn't give people who were, they didn't grandfather anyone in. Okay. You had, I think, two to three months. Because I was I was actually monetized at that point. Oh, really? And Yeah. And they had, I didn't have a big audience because I wasn't really putting anything on my YouTube channel. But the one vi- couple of videos I had were, you know, a couple of bucks here and there. Yeah. And they cut me off. And this podcaster said, "You know, well, tough. It's YouTube's business. Just work harder, and you'll be fine."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, to an extent, of course, he's right. Right? Yeah. You know, right. work harder. That is the answer. Uh, there, mm-hmm. there is no other answer unless you're going to start your own platform. But I think what bugged me about it was he'd already had his success. Yeah. Under the easier rules. Right. Where if you're monetizing and, you know, you you could start off your channel today and be monetized in a week, Mm -hmm. no matter how many. You're already making – all right, maybe not be making money, but you've already gotten that out of the way, right? You're not under the pressure to get it up there. The rules are simpler. You enter into a simpler arena with a lower bar. Mm -hmm. And then to have the attitude of – you know, just work harder and then you'll catch up. Well, yeah, that's like you you basically climbed the mountain with a ladder and pulled the ladder up behind you and then threw down a rope and said, well, here's a way up. Why aren't you using it?
1: Yeah. No, I hear you.
0: And I don't know why. I don't know why out of nowhere this. Maybe it's because it we're just getting. You. Yeah. Yeah. it just yeah. I was literally pulling into the parking lot at work yesterday. I remember this was like last winter, not this past winter, the winter before where this happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but it hit me today. It's like, what an idiot, nasty, horrible thing to say to people. Like, you had the benefit of an easier system. Right. And your answer to them when they go, hey, that kind of sucks, is, well, suck it up, buttercup.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You may, it's easy for you to say. <laughs> no, and, and I I definitely understand what you're saying, and I agree um, to an extent. I, I think what... and. I'm trying to remember how he how he said it because I he has a way of I know who you're talking about and I know he has a way of of being of saying it in a less than supportive way, matter yeah. of fact way, right? Um, but I think I think what maybe he was trying to say was. Keep at it and, well maybe not him, but I've heard others too and I've heard and well so I've heard um you know the uh, made for profit guys mm-hmm. you know when when people talk about sponsorships and stuff like that when they're really really you know a new channel mm-hmm. and, and they say, stop worrying about that right and focus on doing the best content that you can and if you do that and if you put the work in, then that will come I think that's the that's the right attitude, uh-huh. But it's got to be presented that way as it's not like you know, but it, I mean I, it, it's the same thing with Instagram I mean i was, I was talking to people at Workbenchcon this past year and they were you know, they have sixty thousand followers or whatever and there were ways not that they didn't put in the work and didn't have good content cuz i think that's still that was still important but there was ways to hack instagram for a while and if you paid attention to that and played the played the games and stuff like that you could you could get 10 to 10,000 followers in no time that from my understanding is does not exist anymore it's, no. it's it, there's there's no hacks there's no it's it's about hard work there's a few people i know that have kind of gone on and just exploded and i'm not i'm really not I mean, their content and stuff is fantastic, but I don't know what they're doing different than some of us, you know?
0: They, a lot of people seem to have figured out when it comes to Instagram, like in the old, in the old days, Mm -hmm. um, the secret was just post every day, post every day, post every day, hashtags. Yep. And hashtags. That was it. That was all you had to do. If you posted every day and had hashtags, you grew. And I know this is true because in April of 2017, I had 140 people following me on Instagram. Yeah. And I just crossed five hundred to last week. Yep, you know, so there was there was a big spurt of growth, and then it slowed down. But that big spurt of growth happened when I started posting every day, hashtagging the hell out of everything, geotagging everything. Because if you don't geotag on Instagram, forget it. You're not you. You have to put a place on Instagram. Even now, that makes a huge difference because then you show up in place stories, you show up in place searches, all that. But now, yeah, it does seem like. Instagram is just very opaque now like yeah, nobody well, knows how to succeed on Instagram except make good content and make hope good the content best. and
1: be authentic and and be part of the community I mean that's but you're not gonna grow fast no but I think that but I think that's part of the other piece that again I I don't think it was probably positioned the right way but I think that's part of what he may have meant was we can't control it. And you said it earlier, right? We, right? Instagram is its own business. We can't con- we can't control these things. What we can control is what we produce. Mm-hmm. And so if we, so if you get hung up on it, then then you're going to be frustrated. But if you, all we can control is we're going to do good projects. We're going to put out good content. We're going to be interactive. We're going to. And if you're going to do those things, it the you're going to grow as fast as the um, whatever platform you're on allows you to grow right, right? but
0: it is that it is, is super something. irritating
1: yeah. to hear people that are that do not and he i think does but i know there's a lot of people on instagram that i don't personally think ha- have very good feeds right mm-hmm. and there's many that are but there's uh, many that aren't that quality they don't have the quality, but they got in early and they played those hacks and they're big now. And once you're big, it is easier to grow. Uh, and that's frustrating. It is for people even, that are really involved and engaged, you know.
0: It's also very frustrating when you see, like, someone with, like, a thousand followers has three sponsors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, wait, what What are you doing? Like, yeah. what about you? And I know you're not working harder yeah. because you have a thousand followers, right? So you're producing... Probably about the same level of content as your average engaged but not superstar Instagram user. Yeah So why do you have a sponsor on Instagram? You know, I had some people on YouTube that I was following and I'm like, oh my god They have like four sponsors on this how and it's like, okay Well, their YouTube channel has you know 30,000 subs But their Instagram has like 25,000 people and that's where they're posting in their stories right all right i can almost go all right fine i get it but these are people who are like exclusive to instagram a thousand followers and they're getting like discount codes and like hey we i have a code with this company feel free to use it and it's like why are they giving you that code yeah you know like what did you do to get that i'm not i don't spite look hey Guys, trust me when I tell you, I'm as libertarian as it comes. <laughs> if you, if there's money to be made and you're not yeah. making it, then you're failing yourself. Go out there and make every dollar you can make. I'm not taking a dollar away from you. But it's hard to sit back and go, well, I'm posting every day and I'm posting quality stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm engaging. I answer almost every comment I get. I take the Brad, Rodri- Brad Rodriguez route. Oh, yeah. And I respond to almost every single comment I get.
1: I don't think I like... And I want anyone out there that... I have not responded to a comment. I want to hear it because I, I'm i vigilant about that. It might just be thanks, you know, whatever. But Yeah, or even but, if I just acknowledge it with a heart. Yeah. I At least I acknowledge. If, if they've taken the time to look at my posts and, and make any kind of engagement, I appreciate that. And th- that deserves some response from me. That's how I figure, think about I, it. I think my problem,
0: my problem as I'm learning it, is that I don't want to be as much a content creator as mm-hmm. I want to be a maker. Mm-hmm you know except for this podcast and maybe my Instagram feed I think anything beyond those two things it just starts to become a drag on me where I just don't want to do it
1: <laughs> well no and I, and I think that's a important distinction too I mean and as we've talked about I think I'm I've been in limbo for a, a while and but I really enjoy making the content I think that's one of the things it's like that's part of my my making path is I enjoy making the videos I enjoy that part of the process mm mm-hmm. So I do think that content creation is part of what I like to do, and I don't like making, as we said before, the the same thing over and over and over again.
0: Right. That's your so, DNA. Your DNA is you. You're part of me, making and making content kind of go hand in hand for you.
1: Right. But yeah. it, but it's there's there's always that kind of limbo that I feel. I do feel, to be honest, is should I be focusing more on cre- figuring out products that I can sell and make money at, or do more of the content stuff and start a YouTube channel which is not going to make me any money for a, a <laughs> for long a while. time <laughs> if, um, if at all honestly if at I all mean, ever right yeah. and that's and that's the reality of it um, so yeah i mean it is it's a tough decision and you do kind of have to figure that out at some point right
0: i feel like i feel like the the one thing that i have going for me is that if i do decide to make content i do a halfway decent job at it i, mean, I don't know maybe i think i do Oh, I yeah, think I, no. I I engage well on Instagram, yep. and I'm put. We're putting out this podcast. Right. You know, I was driven to get this podcast back on the ground. And I was like, you know what? The second I started feeling better, I'm like, okay, podcast is on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, come on, let's go, let's go. The best thing ever was, hey, Ethan, are
1: you you doing anything Monday night? Well, based on that question, I pretty much know what I'm doing Monday night now. (laughs) Exactly, and I was ecstatic. I I think that came over and I was sitting on the sofa next to uh, uh, Bettina, my girlfriend, and I was like, looks like the podcast is back on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I told I told I told Beth that I was like, "Hey, you know, um, uh, because we make is recording Monday." She goes, "No," and I'm like, "Yeah." She goes, "All right." You know, I think there's a lot of people who, and I I didn't want I wanted to, I wanted to read the messages, mm-hmm. but I, they're not appropriate to read because they were personal. Yeah, but I got some messages, and oh, sure. you know, if you thought I cried
1: before
0: <laughs> we stopped doing this. You should have seen me while I was reading some of these. I mean, I got a yeah. message from a guy who, and he knows who he is, and I actually messaged him today to tell him that the podcast was coming back, and he told me, you know, his father had been through, it was either his father or his mother, and I'm not being rude, I just, I got so many, and I'm trying to remember, but it was either his father or his mother had been through what I've been through, and he's like, and I'm like, dude, I, I feel for you, man. I'm, I'm really sorry you had to go through that. And I'm like, I will be, we will be back. I promise you we're coming back. This isn't goodbye. It's just see you later. And right. And I, you know, even listening back to the way we opened the show the last time, I can't believe, I just couldn't believe that I cracked the way I did, because that's how much, the point I'm getting to is that's how much this all meant to me. Right. No, definitely. Like, so maybe I do understand the drive to create, I just don't have the drive to create a YouTube channel. Right. Like, I made one YouTube tutorial a couple of weeks ago that did pretty nicely, and all I posted it in was the Glowforge group on Facebook. Yeah. And, okay, maybe that's not my thing, but this is my thing. I right. like doing this. I look forward to doing this. I'm excited that we have three to four weeks of shows already planned out, and we right. haven't even finished this one yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so no, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think that's it's it's about finding your avenue and and it's not the same for every person, but we all get excited about something and and if you and this is clearly that for you and and I didn't know it was for me until you asked me to be a part of it, and I, I'm so thankful for that. So, Aww.
0: I, You know, so one of the things that people, one of the things that I got repeatedly in notes, and I'll share screenshots with you if you'd like. Definitely. One of the things I got was, you know, the show got so much better when you brought Ethan on, and I'm like, wow, okay, well, cool. Kinda... <laughs> yeah, all right. That's good, because realistically, you were on for the last three episodes of season one.
1: Right, you which were... is crazy. I mean, it's kind of, it, I was <laughs> and, part of all three of them, but I can't believe we also did three. It felt like... Like a snap, was, you know. Yeah.
0: It was, and that's the, that's the fight part. I was like, "Wow, you know." One guy said, "You know, you have to, that was kind of sad because you just brought Ethan on. You guys were hitting your stride, and you stopped." And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, trust me, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> it wasn't the plan right. to stop. Like, right. I didn't want to stop. If I could have, if I could have faked it for a couple more episodes, damn
1: right I would have. But no, but it was the right decision, you know. And then we yeah, come totally. back.
0: And, yeah, yeah and, and, and that's why I was so excited to come back. I was like, wow, we're just going to surprise everybody, just come yeah. back early. And I was like, I couldn't tease anymore. I had to tell people, we're recording tonight. Get subscribed again if you, yes. if you dropped off after I specifically
1: told you not to. Damn you. Damn you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely, yeah. Well, and that's funny. It's like I never for a second thought, and maybe it's just, I mean, we haven't known each other that long. But I knew there's no part of me that ever thought that we wouldn't come back. And I had an inkling that we'd be back sooner than we thought too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, just, I knew I, that was coming. Yeah, I just knew you and I knew this, and yeah, so. it's
0: it was one. It's you know the the same drive that you were talking about—the drive to create as part of your workflow. This is something that I I come to look forward to because mm-hmm. I don't have surprise surprise guys i don't have a lot of friends i can talk about this stuff with
1: oh i don't think any of us do i think that's why
0: <laughs> you know and that's why we yeah. all sit in our shops quietly yeah. because yeah.
1: we don't have friends to talk about this stuff yeah. with no I, I that's so true and i think that's why like things like workbench con or or just podcasts or just group chats or whatever with other makers we we get so excited about it because all of a sudden you're with people that actually enjoy talking about this stuff you know? exactly
0: i was talking so here's a fun here's a funny little story i was talking to brandy Obey. oh boy yep. yeah i better learn how to pronounce her name um <laughs> no one a, can pronounce it that's uh, <laughs> that's a running joke well it's she's cajun so i'm guessing yep. it's obey mm-hmm. like like Obey, O-B-E-Y, O-B-E-Y yes. like obey, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we were talking about this, and I said, I said, you know, the crazy thing was when when I started making stuff, I always envisioned one day, you know, when people talk about the maker community, right, and I always envisioned it would be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to a party, and standing next to me at the party is David Pachuto and right. Evan and Caitlin, and we're just sipping beers and having a good time, <laughs> and I always thought I'd be hobnobbing with the A-list, and... You know, what ended up happening was I found my community and I found my people, but who are my people, right? Well, who ended up being my people? It's you, it's it's Bruce, it's Bernie, you know, and those are just three people off the top of my head. I mean, right. th- one of the most amazing things happened while we were on hiatus. Andy Reuter started following me on what? YouTube, on Twitter. Andy Reuter. Now- I don't know how many of you know who Andy Reuter is, but he's one of my favorite YouTubers and he started yeah. following me and he's chatting with me and he asked me questions on my pendant tutorial. And I'm like, this is Andy Reuter. Like, this isn't just like, you know, a guy who I vaguely <laughs> know, but this is a guy whose YouTube videos I not only started watching, but then went back and watched all the other ones to get up to it. He's the, my wife knows who he is. Right. That's how, yeah, that's yeah. how much he's known in my house. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, just checking out. Yeah, your stuff's really good, man. Good job. And I'm like, cool right but you start to realize and this is what i was telling brandy that my community formed and i didn't realize i was standing in the middle of it until mm-hmm. until one day it's like look at all these people around me and we're all like friends yeah no totally so it just happens out of nowhere out of nowhere
1: it happened well, and i and, have my community and what's funny is that there like they're, there's like i have pockets of communities within the community too and but the best part is when you can introduce one pocket to another pocket mm-hmm. and then they all are now following each other and all part of that community it's just it's it's cool that's happened a couple times that it's been really really exciting because people well brandy is one of them brandy i mean i think brandy probably discovered the podcast and you through yeah 100 percent and and she's a huge fan now and she you know and that is that's the best part of all of this i think is is the introducing each other to other amazing makers and uh, amazing people, right? I met you through Bruce. Right, exactly. Same thing. Right. You know, exactly.
0: Bruce is like, Bruce is like, hey, have you ever seen this guy, Ethan Carter? And I'm like, who the <laughs> hell is Ethan Carter other than a professional wrestler? And it's like, and I, I watched the first video. And you just happened to have released the copper yeah, eyeglass right. holder. And I was like, oh my God, I love this guy. i like, <laughs> I, I'm in. I'm all in. Let's go. And it was like, I never thought i never thought that you know you and i would end up friends i thought like you would just be a guy whose videos i watch and you know again beth and i were talking about this last night also and i was like you know like look at how tight like someone like me and bruce and me and bernie are and it's like you know i consider them friends like not just like online like legit friends like i would do anything for these guys for sure and a couple of months ago there were people i was watching on youtube Mm -hmm. like i'm friends with people i was watching on youtube like it's like becoming friends with TV
1: people, right? For us, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's and that is another thing, though. And we got all right. We're gonna get you to WorkbenchCon this year. That's I have.
0: No, I'm going to WorkbenchCon. Yeah, if have I have to, to be, if I have to be dragged there on a hospital gurney, I'm going. <laughs> the only reason I didn't go last year is because my surgery was oh, literally yeah. that next weekend, so I could not go. But yeah, no, I'm absolutely going this year. It's it's already. To. Yeah, no, it's it's happening. And, and
1: again, the the reason I say that is yeah, one it is expensive. Uh yeah, it is, well, actually, and we can talk about this, but last year was definitely heavy on the content creation side of things, for mm-hmm. sure. This year it sounds like they're trying to make it more of a social, I mean, um uh, um content creation and making, which is mm-hmm. I'm super excited about. But it's just a chance to for to be around like-minded people and mm-hmm. have a really good time and learn a lot yeah. and and like I said like you'll you'll meet people that you thought were like TV stars right I mean I remember really being so funny. nervous to meet some of these people and I, I think I've said it before but I met Johnny Bills the last night actually Brandy was the one that uh, told me about this uh, X carve after party or whatever and so me and Brandy and uh, her husband Corey went and I met uh johnny lambert of johnny builds and now we talk all the time and he's a great guy like but he's a huge to me he's a huge youtube star right mm-hmm. <laughs> like but it's just that's what comes out of WorkbenchCon con is that you're just you get to interact with these like-minded people in a setting that is not it's not like they're presenting and then they go behind the scenes and go to their exclusive after party do you know uh, what i mean
0: I- and I feel like, I do feel like if I were to go to WorkbenchCon, you know, in February, I will be more comfortable because I have a podcast to present. Yep. Like, I could say, hey, you know, I'm on, this is my podcast. You yep. p- might have heard of it. You know, if you think about who's been on this podcast. Well, yeah, I was just going to
1: say, you've had about half the people that are going there I know. on your <laughs> podcast before I even start. Like, it's you've had some amazing names. So, yeah, absolutely. I guarantee. We got to get um, Dave Pachuda there, but
0: yeah that's hey, mm, that's traveling right and that's traveling and dave, you know <laughs>
1: dave dave's not big on traveling anymore I know, as he I know. said many times oh i know i i so wanted him there last year but,
0: but i it's yeah i was thinking about i was thinking about like what i want to really accomplish next year and you know bay area maker fair doesn't really do it for me because I'm, I'm i'm not gonna lie the the crowds and the the, yeah. the scope it's just not my thing but man the idea of going to workbench con yeah. and seeing some people who have already had conversations with help right last year last year Evan and Caitlin I was like yeah, yeah I'm not gonna make it this year they're like well that's okay you go and you go ahead and get better and then we'll see you next year Yep. I'm like wow Evan and Caitlin and then when I wasn't at Maker Fair um, in 20 2018 in no, 2017 yeah Bob Bob's like, yeah I missed you at Maker Fair this year and I'm like what what uh, yeah. what? you missed me at maker fair you even know about you? like it's hard it's it is, it, yeah it they you know they'll always tell you like hey we're just regular people no you're not guys no i know you're not you're you know i may not idolize you i don't build altars and burn candles <laughs> right. to all there's no of you shrines right yeah there's no shrines to all of you some right. of you maybe one or two <laughs> maybe a statue here and there but nothing weird i promise just a small picture picture wall that, exactly that's awesome. just the picture wall with a <laughs> lot of pictures on it it's only one wall though it's not weird um but you I it's funny how many of these guys will tell you you know like we're not we're not celebrities well you kind
1: of are to us in our in our little world they are yeah. you know yeah it's and they should be I mean they've again they've put in the work and they are amazing what they do so the, look you 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 you're making a living producing the equivalent
0: of a television show mm-hmm. you're kind of a celebrity right. You know, if you're doing it as a side hustle, then maybe i look at it and go, okay, yeah, you're right. You're, maybe you're not a celebrity. You're just someone who's relatively internet famous. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But if you can make a living as a content creator, yeah. you're famous. Absolutely.
1: That, right. you, you know, your degree of fame may not be like LeBron. But, well, let's be it. But listen, I'd rather meet Jimmy Doresta than LeBron. So. Oh, 100%. 100%. I've
0: I've met celebrities and not gotten starstruck. Right. And, that when, and yet when Bob i was showing bob pictures of my shop yeah it was like the greatest moment ever like look bob i have a shop do you approve bob please (laughs) tell me you approve (laughs) yeah totally it's hard it's hard though they don't i don't think they get the influence that they have even when it's not like you know worship it's it's just but i think
1: that's i mean i think that's part of what is great right i mean that's they're they're still humble
0: And I'm finding, you know, we're finding, I'm sure you get it probably, I mean, you brought a lot of people, I'm, you know, to your credit, you brought a lot of people to this podcast that weren't here. I mean, the numbers basically, you brought a whole, it was like we had no overlap in the people that knew who we were. And when you came on, the audience Uh insta-doubled. And it was so bizarre, because it's like all these new people are like, oh yeah, I love this podcast, it's Ethan Carter's podcast. And I'm like... Oh, well, that's not true. <laughs> well, it is. It is. Hey, it's our podcast. Hey, your name is on the author line just as much as mine. But it was just funny to see, like, you know, that's e- hey, Ethan's podcast. Is- and I'm like, wow, people look at this as his podcast. That's kind of cool. That means
1: he's bringing people that have no clue who I am. And I love it. <laughs> see, well, and this could be a whole episode in itself. But collaborate, I mean, that is right there, I think, is a perfect example of what a good collaboration is. Totally. Because I th- I think a lot of collaborations happen where it's one-sided or whatever and this this is definitely not that right I mean no 100% right yeah he, I, this one guy
0: who does a lot of collab work and he literally there is no traction for the people he collabs with like I don't think I've ever watched one of his videos seen him collaborate with someone and gone and checked out the other the other half right I, I literally don't think I've ever done it Yet I found him through a collab with another channel, which is right. kind of weird. That's <laughs> ironic, right? Yeah. But it's – it's yeah, collabs don't always work, right? I mean, if the, if where they work best, obviously, is when you follow both people, but that doesn't bring new people. Right. But what you and me for somehow managed to do is I brought a bunch of people – I like to think – I brought a bunch of Definitely. people to you, and then you just brought a whole bunch of people. It's like – I, I was chatting the other day with Bear Naked. That mm-hmm. guy had no idea who I was. Hi, Justin. That guy had no idea who I <laughs> Are was. Are you kidding me? I, I swear to God, we weren't following oh, each other he's... until you came along. That's awesome. Yeah, he's he's great. He's amazing. Yeah. He's he's awesome, and I loved I loved that we were racing to 500 on Instagram mm-hmm. together,
1: and it was just so perfect that we had the That's giveaway. Right. I mean, I can't even I can't believe you guys weren't connected, and then you just did that giveaway.
0: Yeah, it that's was like awesome. it was it was his idea,
1: and I was like, I was like, dude, that's
0: that's genius. Because of course I love doing a giveaway, right? And that's a... I've ne- I've never had anything worth
1: giving away, but people want my stuff, so oh, yeah, I'm gonna do, do, do a giveaway. Yep. So yeah. Oh, that's funny. I didn't know that you guys didn't know each other before that. That's I funny. can
0: I can almost run down a list, and I know they're all listening because they've all been asking when the hell the podcast is coming <laughs> back. So I know they're all listening. But there are a bunch of people who, you know, I think Brandy found me through you. Yeah, um, that's probably but, yeah. Bear naked. Justin, Found Me Through You. Um, um, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. The 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 guy that runs. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's his oh, name? Did, what, how about the smoked Alan? Smoke Whiskey Guy. The oh, uh, oh uh, Bill. Dad Build. Yeah, Build Dad Build. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's got, I'm going to catch hell for this, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, these are all people who I didn't yeah. know
1: before you. So it was kind of cool. Like, oh, look at all these new people that are suddenly interested in what I'm doing. I love it. Well, I think that's what's also funny is that you kind of, like, I get to the sense where I'm, like, Everyone I know knows each other. Like you're in this world, and we're all commenting on each other's posts and stuff like that. And you just kind of assume that everyone knows each other, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're interacting with them. And then, but you you don't realize that there really you really aren't. There's so many other people out there that oh my god that it that you just wish you knew
0: about, right? And then you find someone. Then you find someone. I'll give you a perfect example, like Sharon, who. Mm-hmm. She's literally connected to every single person I know. I know, like I go into subscribe to a channel and there's Sharon, and I go to go on YouTube and who likes the post?
1: Sharon, (laughs) you know. So so, so funny you say that because, well, so anyone that's listening, um, Vincent got me to join um, Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> Which I like. F- I feel like I'm like a grandpa that I have. I still don't really understand how to use it yet. Eh, how do you use this? Thing? Yeah. What is this? What is this technology? Um. But, but I, I think I joined that. Followed you. You were probably my first follow. Or is it follow? Yeah. See, I don't even know yeah, what yep, it's called. Yep. Um. And and the first person that came up was Figment. Uh-huh. made. That was yeah. the first like recommendation of someone I should follow. She's, I, I she wonder, if she, everywhere.
0: she must know somebody at Twitter, right? She felt like, <laughs> Sharon's got like her voodoo magic going on, you know, she <sighs> made was a she just well, She was just at the, uh,
1: another Jimmy camp.
0: She uh, was, yep. was so jealous. It was funny because I was watching the video and I see her poke out from behind Jimmy's shoulder. I'm like, yeah. oh, hi, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to go to that, but that's right around the that's the weekend before my sister in law's wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. My wife is the maid of honor, so that the matron of honor that's just not happening. You can't do that. Yeah. Nah, I got it. Yeah, I gotta go get my suit. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm. I'll tell you something. I'm I'm kind of proud of this. I'm getting a custom made suit for that wedding. (sighs) I can't
1: wait. I have never had a custom made suit. I've done it once. And oh. let me tell you, it's it's worth like, – again, I'm not a big on like – I'm not a huge fashion person or anything. There is something nice about a custom-made suit. It really is. Yeah,
0: There really is. Like I had a suit – I had a suit tailored for me one time and it was – it was essentially custom-made because mm-hmm. it was – nothing fit my body shape the right way. Mm-hmm. So it had to basically be custom-made and it was – what was it? It wasn't an Armani. I wasn't quite that good as a child. It was my <laughs> it was my first year of college and I bought a custom made suit, I believe it was an Yves Saint Lorraine, and it was cust I mean it was every bit of it was tailored. It had to be, otherwise it wouldn't have fit me. Yeah. And damn it I look good in that right. suit. Uh, that suit basically had to walk off me to go away when i (laughs) couldn't wear it anymore because i was not going to part with that suit no matter what i always look good in it yep but i decided that i'm going to treat myself because you know what i went from what when when i when i had this whole cancer thing start i was 342 pounds yep and now i'm
1: 224 that's awesome so it's like yeah i've i've kind of earned it (laughs) you definitely have you've been running too I've been running. I know. It's uh, what the amazing. hell? It's awesome. I wish I did. I, I need to take a chapter out of your book. You know,
0: it's. I'm going to tell you what the hardest part of it was for me. It was getting started again. Oh, I've done God. couch to 5k a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I've started it, never finished it. I was sitting there on the. I was sitting there on the couch one night, and one of my friends is like, "Hey, i I'm, I'm going to start a couch. I'm going to start couch to 5k. What do you think?" And I'm like, "That's awesome. I did it once." Tell me more. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You got, you got your shoes. You're going to, when are you starting? You're going to, week one's pretty hard. But then once you get through the week one, you're going to, you're going to kill week two. And if you don't just go back and do week one and I'm just going on and on. And on. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Why am I not doing this?
1: <laughs> so yeah, you're coaching, but not a, exactly. Yeah, I'm right, sitting right.
0: there. I'm like giving her all this advice. I'm like, yeah, I've been through this, you know? And I, I, I went out, I grabbed the wife. I said, you know what we're going to do tomorrow? She goes, what? I said, we're going to go running. What are you out of your mind? I'm like, come on, we'll do catch to five k again. It'll be fun. She's like, all right, fine. We went out, and I did the first week. I ran one point three miles, and awesome. I got back to the truck, and I just went. This is why I need to do this. I feel like a million bucks right now, oh, that's and awesome. it's it's just. I don't. I know there's a thing called runner's high, and yeah. look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm like pre Fontaine. I'm not some super <laughs> athlete. I'm as out of shape as a human being can be. But I will say this much. In high school I couldn't make it I couldn't make it around the track once. That's right. four forty. That's one quarter of a mile. I couldn't make it around the track once. So to be able to To do one point three miles on right. the first day and to just get in the truck and then and then that And not day, die, right? Not yeah. be like You know what I did spend. after it? I went to work. Yeah, exactly. Like I went running at seven o'clock in the morning in fifty eight degree weather and then I went to work. And then I worked the whole day. And I came home, and it was just another night in my life. Right. And I feel like, oh, my God, I can do this. And my wife told me the other day, and this was actually quite an interesting confession. She's like, if you can do this on chemo, with all the shit you're going through, well, right? What the hell? What is what is, the rest what is of our my excuse? excuse? She goes, yeah. "You're shaming me into doing
1: this. You're, you're making me feel guilty as we speak." So. No,
0: <laughs> it, it, but it, I'll tell no, you what, yeah. though, seriously, if you start on a program like that, and for any of you listening that that wanna that have thought about running, there is a program called Couch to 5K. There's a bunch of apps that do it. I prefer one called 5K Runner. It's by 22 Fitness, I think it is. It's amazing. It prompts you in your ear, tells you when to start running, when to stop running, um, and it's a very structured program. And what I like about it is, it's like you're gonna run on these days, so you'll get your days off. The days off are built into the program, right. but on these days, you're running.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's there is a structure to running. I mean, and mm-hmm. I was and my brother has never been a runner. He's, you know, he, he's athletic and he can he, he hikes a lot and stuff like that, but he's never been like a true exercise person mm-hmm. and he wanted to do a 5k this past fall or this past spring maybe and he's like i actually looked up how to train for a 5k and it's different like most people just think all right i'm gonna go out and run as long as i can you yeah, know you'll kill yourself you'll kill yourself and, and then you get demotivated <laughs> uh, the mm-hmm. i can't demotivated ah, completely demotivated. thank <laughs> you yes um and and he's like there's a way to train for these things mm-hmm. and if you do it you are more likely to be successful, you know? It's it's It doesn't... So the way the couch to 5K thing works, and it's
0: kind of genius, is they start you with a lot of walking. So you're Mm -hmm. running for about 25 minutes, where it's one minute of walking, one minute of running, one minute of walking, one minute of running, and you're just doing that for 25 minutes, and it doesn't seem like you're going that far, right? Right. And you finish, and you go, oh, wow, I went 1.3 miles. Second day, you're going to walk run, walk, run, but they increase the number of runs. Now you've run 1.7 miles. Again, you don't even realize you're doing it right. until you look back afterwards and you go, I went, I went further. And then the next one, you go a little further. And eventually you start, you, it gets easier and right. easier and easier. And the starting and stopping, the interval training actually does build up your stamina, the starting yep. and stopping. And as long as you can keep a good walking pace, getting started running again is actually really easy. I'm not running fast, Doesn't but I'm matter. out there moving, which is yep. more than I thought I'd be able to do. And it's just such a great feeling. Like you get back in your, you know, I get back in the truck to drive home and it's like, I, I feel like I did something today.
1: Yeah. So, totally. well, I remember, uh, I don't know if you uh, listened to it back then, but the Making It podcast when I think it was Jamie was talking about one of his times when he was trying to get in shape or lose weight or whatever. And um, Bob was giving him some advice and it was i think he was saying run for a time not a distance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter how fast you're running it's a matter right. of how lo- like y- your heart rate being up for 20 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it's not about how lo- how far you run and that's less discouraging right i mean yeah. it's more discouraging if you have if you're like i'm going to run a mile and you are you'll always come up short right unless you've you're done like, it i'm going to run 20 minutes And you run 20 minutes as slow or as fast as you can, but you're running 20 minutes, you've hit your goal, right? Yep. So in the instructions for C25K, they actually tell
0: you when you're first starting out, go as slowly as you can. That's actually a slow jog. Mm -hmm. And if it's possible for you to go slower, you're going too fast. You're not doing this for distance. Distance comes later. You're doing this to be running for X amount of time, and you're going to do that. Right. Whatever that speed is, is not relevant right now. And realistically, so if if a 5K is 3.2 miles, which is honestly, it's not far. And at a good walking clip, you can do it in an hour. Mm -hmm. Like if you're walking at a reasonable adult speed, (laughs) that's an hour of walking 3.2 miles. It's nothing. Right. You can do it easily. Now, interval, a few runs into that. Now, all of a sudden you've gone from maybe an hour to 40 minutes right you know and it's not hard to it's really not hard to do you can walk a 5k in an hour it means you can run one in 40 minutes if you get your stamina up to where you can run for 40 minutes my goal is to finish a 5k in april that's my goal and i have plenty of time to really get myself together to do it so
1: i like it okay are there a lot of 5ks around you oh my god I feel like there's, there's like literally one everywhere but. there's
0: literally one every weekend yeah like if
1: like I, if i really
0: looked hard enough i could find one to do every single weekend my ultimate goal and this is this you know like i'm like I got, this is like my kickstarter and my <laughs> stretch goal is is the um the 2021 new york city marathon
1: oh that'd be awesome
0: i don't know if that's even realistic but damn it i'm gonna set oh, that goal why not why is it not you know like uh, you know so it's it's I mean, I'm not going to do that. I look at my life differently now, right? Because I had a friend friend who went through exactly the same cancer, exactly the same chemo, exactly the same radiation, exactly the same surgery, and he died on Labor Day.
1: This past Labor Day? Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. And it was very sobering for me because it was like, that could have been me. Right. I mean, that's the reality of my situation. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm okay with it. I understand that that could have been me. But it really just got me focused to the point where I'm like, I am not going to waste my life. Right. I'm no. going to set big, crazy, silly, stupid goals for myself. And you know what? I'm going to push real hard to get to them. If I don't get to them, I'll be disappointed, but I'll live. But if I reach them, oh, my God. Right. You know, I, that's, that's my thing now is to set big goals for myself and – go after them and just push as hard as I can to get them. I want to get this podcast to be the biggest making podcast on the internet. Let's do it. I mean, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if we're ever going to pass like making it (laughs) or like any of those guys. But you know what? I'm going to put in my best effort possible to put out the best product. And I'm glad you're along for the ride because somebody's got to pick up the slack because I'm I'm not the most uh, diligent.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't agree with that at all. You You are the most driven
0: person I've met, so... But it's, it's you know, you, you learn a lot about yourself when you go through totally. something like this. I'm sure, yeah. You know, and I've learned, I've learned that I'm tougher than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. I've learned that I'm more resilient than I thought I was. And I've learned that, you know, sometimes a little bit of compassion and a little bit of niceness can make even the worst situations better. Right. You know, and it's kind of mellowed me out a lot. I yeah. basically become a complete hippie. <laughs> which i yeah, you know what this is not a bad thing no, to be. not a bad thing because when everybody hates each other and is at each other's throats and I'm, i'll admit i sometimes like on my facebook which is private so sorry guys you can't see it but <laughs> i will rant on my facebook but that's i only keep that stuff for friends right and no, i think that's some yeah i don't put that out publicly anymore i don't well, that's not the vibe i want to
1: project anymore and i'm gonna say this and i am definitely not this perfect by any means but um i remember like me uh The first year that me and Bettina were dating, I remember I was just she was always commenting on the fact that like you just always seem happy, and I said, yeah, I'm not always happy, but life is a lot happier if you're happy. Like it's Hmm. it's part of your perspective is if you if you want to be happy and want to be enjoy things, you're going to enjoy them and be happier as you're doing them. And that's hard, and it's not easy and stuff like that. But I think there is something to be said for outlook, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, positive... Me- Jimmy, you know, like Jimmy says, positive mental attitude. Yeah. It makes all the difference in the world. If you go into something thinking, this is going to suck, well,
1: it's going to suck. It's going to suck. Exactly. It's going to suck. There's nothing you can do that's going to unsuck yep. it. It's going to suck. And that's not to say that there aren't shitty things in the world, right? Of course there are. There, of course there there's are. There's going to be bad times and whatever, but... but if you go to into it with a positive attitude, it's going to be less crappy. There's been a lot of times, like,
0: you know, as as a maker where, you know, I go into something with a great attitude. Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited about this. And I, it's funny, the, the, the most recent example, and it's not recent recent, but it's recent enough where it still bugs me. The last project on Steve Ramsey was woodworking course. Mm-hmm. I never finished it. I even told him when I had him on the podcast, I never finished it. I never finished it because I screwed it up so bad that it was unsalvageable. And... The other reason, of course, was that once people at that point, people found out I was a woodworker, so they started asking me for custom stuff. So essentially, the course got me so in tune with what people right. wanted that I was able to start a woodworking business
1: before you need before right, I finished right. the woodworking course that was teaching me how to do the woodwork. But that's a ba- that's a brilliant right. And
0: he's happy right. about that. He actually yeah. said on the podcast, he's like, yeah. "That's
1: great." He goes, "That's better than finishing the course. Who cares?" <laughs> exactly.
0: But <laughs> such you know, a Steve I,
1: Ramsey thing to say too. It really it. is. It yeah. totally
0: is. I went into that I went into that last project like I was so excited like I was going to finish the course I was going to be proud of myself and no <laughs> <It just laughs> didn't happen and I looked at the last couple of pieces I'm like all right I really need to evaluate how much I need to finish this course yeah and I and it was like I had the right attitude like I wanted to I was positive about it I thought it was going to be a great thing to do I just never finished it I got what I needed out of that class, and I enjoyed every minute of it, and I did one of the testimonials. You can go to his website, the Weekend Woodworker site, and you can actually see my testimonial video with me at 350 pounds. As soon about, as we hit
1: stop. No. It was, oh, it's, you, know, you ain't kidding. Dude,
0: everyone everyone that sees it goes, you know, I was going to sign up for Steve Ramsey's course, and I saw you on there. What's that? And I'm like, yeah, I was, awesome. one of the, I was one of the first people through it, so I wow. got to... I got to do a testimonial, and he posted the whole damn thing on his site. <laughs> but well, I think,
1: the point—the point, the point yeah, being—I
0: went into it with the best attitude yeah. ever, and it just was a complete crap show.
1: Yeah, and I was like, okay, yeah, I still enjoyed it, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. No, I, I was. Um, as you're saying that, one of the things that I think is a good example of that, and that's been actually really, uh, enlightening to me, is. Instagram posts, because you can't control what takes off and what doesn't. And mm-hmm. so there's, you know, when I first started Instagram, I'd go, I'd, I'd make something real that I thought was really, really cool. And, and it probably was, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to downgrade it, but it's, it probably was one of the cooler things I make, made, and I'd do the post and it'd get, it'd be crickets, you know, just nothing. And that still happens today. Like I put a post out there that I think is going to be... You know, a certified banger, as the Modern Maker podcast to say. <laughs> certified um, banger. Do you watch Daniel Schiffer? No, no. That. Uh, oh, is that his thing too? I, you know, it's that's the first time I ever heard. It was him saying he's going gonna to make certified bangers. I've I've oh, never heard funny. that until he said it. Oh, that's a big um like Modern Maker podcast thing. Mm. They came out with stickers and stuff. But um, gotcha. But yeah, so like I put out these posts. I'm like, to me, this is a really clever or. You know, I'm introducing a lot of new skills or whatever, and I put it out there, and there's like nothing. And then, well, this is uh, all right. I'll I'll, this is a a perfect example, and and I wouldn't say this is one of the one of the projects I thought would be really really good, but I made the uh, sheath for um, Alma of Pink Soul Studios. Mm -hmm. She sent me her hatchet, and she wanted a leather sheath, and I had no idea how to make it. Um, and I worked on it all weekend and, and it came out with it, and it's, it, it wasn't anything spectacular, but it was a cool project. I thought it would get some kind of resignation, you know, re- resonate with Instagram somehow. Mm-hmm. And it was nothing. I got nothing from it. <laughs> and, th- and, you know, so there's that. And then this past weekend, I put out the I don't know if you saw it, I think you did, the keychain like uh, leather keychain. Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, all right. Leather key covers. Mm-hmm. And that was just, I mean, again, that was To me, that was a throwaway post. It was like something I did on Friday night that I was just bored. And it's gotten like 3,300 views. It's been pumped everywhere and stuff like that. I can't control any of that, right? <laughs> and so it is. It's one of those things where if you have expectations or if you have the wrong attitude going into it, I could have been totally demoralized uh, by the hatchet thing being a complete bust, right? Right. But you just keep going, and and that is one of the things I've learned over the year and a half that I've been on Instagram. You you can't expect anything because you can't control anything.
0: It's I think that's something that is really hard. If you're a control freak, content yes, creation's right. not for you.
1: No, because you, you can't control it.
0: You have you no. Can. You literally have no control, and it's the same with me. Like I'll post a picture, and I'll go. Oh, that's cool. I post. I like posting like as I'm making stuff or. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a, when I finish it, here's what I just finished. I'm going to go work on the next thing type guy. And every once in a while, something will just light up. And I'm like, what about that got your attention? Right. What what is the thing? What is, tell me, please, what? But And it's sometimes like these leather bracelets I'm making, right? Like you work with leather. You, I know you like these and you said they're nice, but you also understand that they're not complicated to make.
1: Well, I think that's part of leather to begin with is people think it's, more complicated <laughs> that that's part of it i will say that's probably some of it
0: but these things like every time i post a new one that i made somebody's mm-hmm. like i want one of the, those are great i love it they look so cool and i'm like wow really like i've made some crazy complicated wood stuff way and, harder stuff right? yeah and i'm yeah. like you you like these simple little bracelets i'll, I'll make them i don't care you know if right. you want to buy them i'll make them i'll make them all day long but
1: but yeah, that's the right attitude though is like all right well you know what i, I can't control it so I'm gonna roll do, with it. Right, I'm gonna roll, roll with, with it. it. Exactly.
0: I made so the other day I ordered from. I learned. I learned way too late in my major explosion of resin pendants. Yeah, that you can get the pendant frames so much cheaper from AliExpress than you can from Amazon. Really? And I went to AliExpress and I spent about seventy-five dollars on pendants, and I probably got what it would have been on Amazon, probably about two to three hundred dollars worth of pendants. I mean. It's wow. insane how much TV. The only problem is I had to wait a month for them. Uh, okay. But, w- but still- when I got them, I got some whole, some all new shapes. So I got these really nice Shamrock ones. Oh I, yeah, I was gonna comment on
1: those. And- I mean, yeah, those are awesome.
0: Randomly out of nowhere, one of the followers who started following me because she was following Bare Naked and (laughs) started following me as part of the giveaway, Mm -hmm. Um, she goes, How big are those? And I'm like, Oh, they're, you know, an inch and three quarter by whatever. And she's like, Oh, okay, thanks. I'm like, Okay, yeah, that's the last I'll hear about that. And then yesterday I got an order. (laughs) (laughs) She got one. And I'm like, I can't believe it. I just made these because I thought they would look cool and they kind of do look cool and somebody wanted them. Like, I don't know what people are gonna want sometimes, but what I do try to do is if I see, and this is good advice if you're making stuff to sell people, make a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. Don't don't get into a rut. Yep. If you make something that doesn't sell, don't stop. Make something else. Absolutely. Something's gonna click. And when it clicks, ride the wave.
1: Right. Ride well, that
0: wave like crazy, because it's gonna go away.
1: Yeah exactly. So, ride well, a volunteer. <laughs> and I think the other thing too is don't ever not do not make something because you think it's a bad idea. Exactly. Oh because yeah. I think I I think I would have been like that in the past. I would have said no one's gonna like that. Yeah. I shouldn't spend my time. I shouldn't spend my time making a you know probably less than a half hour it took me to make those leather key covers. I would have been like that's not worth it.
0: <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me do an Ethan impersonation. <clears throat> this is my Ethan voice. <laughs> Who in their right mind is going to get a leather cover for an exacto knife?
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. I did that as we talked about. I did that yeah. as an as a filler project while I was on vacation because I couldn't bring any more tools. And mm-hmm. that is to to date that's the best thing I've ever like best I, seller I've ever made. Right?
0: I literally use that <laughs> knife almost every day. I'm not kidding. The only other knife that's on my table where I make my jewelry is my maker knife, which can we talk about that yeah, for a actually, second?
1: Yeah, I, actually, I, I had that on my list of things to talked about, because I saw your post the other day, and I wanted to talk about it.
0: I bought another one. Awesome. I have to have two of them, because I need to put one in my shop downstairs and just forget about it, because I, I, I need it in my apron, Yep. and I realized that I took the one out of my woodworking apron, and it's up here on the table, Yeah. so I need to put another one downstairs, so, so I ordered another one today. So did
1: you get one from the first round? yeah i'm a founder If you when oh. you get one my name's on the box oh that's awesome oh, yeah, yeah i know yeah. so so what i wanted to he just released his um update for the mm-hmm. second round today. i watched it today yeah and i wanted i am interested in what you think about that because well, well let, you go ahead i want to hear i, th- right.
0: I thought i bought the silver one
1: <laughs> okay apparently
0: i didn't i bought the black one which i'm kind of glad i did because i actually got it which yeah. is nice Um, I'm number 130. I'm looking at mine right now. So you
1: bought the black one in the first round?
0: Yes. Okay. I'm a founder edition black one and i got the ceramic blades with it which i haven't tried yet i'm kind of saving them i don't yeah. know what the hell i'm saving them well for that's why I, just,
1: I didn't get them because i knew i would never use them because i'd be like they're these are precious you know yeah exactly My precious <laughs> that's exactly what i did i'm like these are so cool i'm never using them yeah, exactly. why the hell did i get them they ha- like- don't they have his logo on it too? yeah they do they yeah, have yeah. His- i would never use those at all yeah. yeah
0: i mean you can buy the ceramic blades but they're a little bit on the expensive side yeah. i don't know how well they work with because i mainly use this to cut leather yeah. and to trim, um, to trim resin off the pendant frames.
1: Well, that's but the this... same reason why, I like, the exacto blade is. I just buy like a forty pack of blades, mm-hmm. and I don't worry about it. I use it, and the second it feels dull, I throw it out. And there's like eleven bucks for forty of them. I'm like, all yep. right, so anyway.
0: I bought I bought a set of Dewalt um, carbide razor blades because mm-hmm. I wanted nice utility knife. I don't know why the hell I spent so much on these, but I'll tell you what I've had. I have the first blade in my maker knife, and I got my maker knife in March. Okay. So I haven't changed the blade on it yet. I haven't even rotated the blade. The yeah. blade is still as it was when I put it in the knife. But this thing is the great one of the greatest things ever. Oh, really I'm is. so
1: excited. You have no idea. I-,
0: I I actually wanted the red one, but the red one I wanted a red one, but it didn't exist. So when I ordered mine today, I ordered myself a red one now. Awesome. So that's going to be my EDC one. I think I've I've gotten out of the habit of putting my Leatherman in my pocket because yeah. it just weighs my pants down. Which no. Is annoying.
1: Uh, yeah. I've got a project, and I'm sure if you're Think hard; you can figure it out. What I Uh, what I want to do,
0: but well, based on the fact that you brought it up after what I just said, I have a rough idea of one of two things it could be. Yeah, but
1: But that is exactly my idea too. Like that thing is gonna be everyday carry for sure.
0: Yeah, this the I gotta say the maker knife is. I showed it to so we had my family here, well Beth's family, a couple of weeks ago, and I brought it outside to show my brother in law because he and I are you know he's into knives. I did a knife. If you go on my Instagram, um, there's a knife resto series in my highlights. It's the only restoration of anything I've ever done. I've not seen that. And I put it in there, and it was his knife. Um, My nephew left it out over the winter. It was sitting outside, and I restored it basically to brand new. And then I took it down. I have one of those really nice sharpeners Uh, with the angle with the long arm, and you just put the diamond blade, the diamond stone in it, and you Mm -hmm. hone the blade. So I did all that. I polished the brass. I fixed the wood, lubed it up, fixed the blade, took all the nicks out of it, got all the rust off it, handed it back to him. He was able to cut. He was able to cut um, hair off his arm.
1: Oh, I'm watching it right now. Probably. Yeah, and th-
0: yep. that knife was beat to hell when I started working That's on beautiful, it. Beautiful though um and he, when he saw it he goes is that the same that's the same knife i'm like yeah and it was nice too it was like a buck i think a 101 or a 100 so it's a really nice knife too right and it was, it was just, just left out down. yeah yeah and i got it working again but that knife that knife was one of his one of his prized possessions <laughs> and that's... my nephew left
1: it outside for three months <laughs> that'll happen yep. yeah yeah no, so, but the thing I was going to ask about the Maker Knife is, so he's gotten a ton of flack for, you know, extent, like delays yeah. and stuff like that. And to me, I, I don't know, I watch that and I'm just like, well, what did you, like, it's a Kickstarter. It's Ki- like, it, 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 he's coming up with a brand new product and <sighs> I I don't know. I, I, to, I'm going to tell you where I, think he, where I think he effed up. I'm going to tell you where I think okay, he effed yeah. up.
0: Okay, yeah. Because I, I don't think... I, yeah. I don't think it's that the silver was delayed that people are mad. I don't. I mean, to an extent, I think they are, are, but I think what he should have done, and this is just if I was a customer, I would kind of want this. Okay. He should have just gone, look, the silver ones are a disaster. Mm -hmm. Okay, so here's what I'm going to offer you I will give you a black one, and I'll take. Ten dollars off. Yeah, no, that's true. That's it. That's and he could all, have fulfilled
1: all the black. All
0: orders. the orders would have been done. Right. You know how many people would have just taken the black one and gone? Oh,
1: okay. Well, I mean, that was the only the only thing I thought of. Again, I I'm not worried about it at all because one, anytime I do a Kickstarter, I just expect it to be. <laughs> <delayed>. <laughs> I don't expect. I, I see. Yeah. I think about half the time I don't expect to actually get the. Thing. Yeah, exactly. To I'm me, just it's kind of a donation, and it's but it's also like. Some I, I'm donating to something I believe in, and if I get something, great. But you're right, though, because there was a part of me that was a little bit like, well, I ordered a black one. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm not getting mine because the silver ones are a mess. But I also understand the logistics of you're not going to travel to do half of them. Right. So I, I totally get that. I just, I just think the attitude is, like, you can be frustrated, but the... Neg- the I mean, I've read some of the... Oh, the
0: comments are it's horrific. just like
1: I'm just like then why like you these people should not be on Kickstarter. You know it's
0: not vaporware because people have the other colors. Right. Right? I right. think but I think I'll I'll tell you something else that's probably rubbing people the wrong way and just watching it, you know, and by the way, this is me as a fan of the Maker Knife and a fan right. of Jocko. Oh no,
1: definitely.
0: But I think what's I think one of the things that rubs people the wrong way is he sees Jocko do a collab with like Patrick Adair. Yeah. And he does like a meteorite one. And then right. he does a collab with this guy, and he does like this color, and he's doing, he's handing them out like candy to other people. And I get it. I, I, I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying can well, you do it, it, it less it publicly until one... everybody gets right. theirs? Right. It was like, do you do you remember the whole? You know, you may not remember this because it's not really your space. But do you remember when the Glow Forge was a Kickstarter?
1: No, but uh, I remember
0: you guys talking about it. Okay, so one of the things that Glowforge screwed up really badly. First of all, Glowforge was a Kickstarter that was seriously delayed.
1: Was it really? Oh, yeah. When when did that happen? I don't even Uh, know.
0: Two years ago. Oh, wow. Two two and a half years ago. It was seriously (laughs) delayed, like to the point where people were like, we're never getting this. This is vaporware. And to an extent, for some people it was, because some of the first backers didn't get their units. But people getting review samples did. And it was a huge scandal because people that had paid for their units weren't getting them, while people who were just going to do, like, YouTube videos about them actually had them in hand, and they were demonstrating them and showing them off and showing off the software that, you know, you were told that everything was unfinished and there are all these people on YouTube with Glowforges. And one of the most public one was um, Jerry Barnacles. Um, he's a um, very popular tech uh, tech YouTuber, does video game content, does um, tech content, uh, used to do a morning show ever, on Twitch every day, and he lost his freaking mind, and to an extent, he lost his mind, rightly so, because Glowforge was promising, hey, we're going to deliver on this day, and they went dark. Yeah. And that is not the way to handle a the, Kickstarter. The worst thing to do with a Kickstarter, from what I've understood, is to not communicate. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Chris Hansen Chris Hansen got in a hell of a lot of trouble I was in on his Kickstarter um, and you know I wanted my coffee mug that said have a seat over here you know like right. he did on and he was one of the he was one of those Kickstarters that you know people were like what the hell's going on he took all this money and he never produced a single thing like right. what you know but anyway Glowforge went really really dark and while they weren't communicating with people who had paid they were sending out review units to people who weren't even customers right and we're talking a difference of six to seven months. Yeah, that's I mean that
1: it's unacceptable. That's unacceptable, for sure.
0: And I think that a lot of people that are mad about the maker knife and not not getting their silver maker knife, I think a lot of those people are starting to feel like this is that all over again. Gotcha. And no, that makes sense. I mean Yeah, right. I understand it. I hate to say it but I understand it. He's he's doing the best he can. I know he's not screwing people. No, I don't
1: I don't think he's doing
0: but i do think that I do think that he's probably not handling this the right way yeah like even now today right he came out with the video again with the silver one is not great well a couple of weeks ago he also came out with a video saying that they had made improvements to the maker knife right uh, yeah. one one of the one of the adjustment screws would shear mm-hmm. which is a problem because you can't get it out once it shears and you're done you're basically screwed now he's been From what I understand, he's been good about sending replacement knives and parts. Okay, I get it. And I expect no less from him, right? Right. But you know who ordered that first round of knives? Right. Why do they have to contact you to get the parts? Right. You know who they are. You know literally every single person who got a first-gen, first-production run. Just send out the part. Send out the goddamn part, dude.
1: Yeah. No, that's fair. No.
0: and stuff like that like to me uh, look i'm not working on the scale that he is so for me if a customer is not happy or i have a customer who bought five pendants for me in one shot right Mm -hmm. she bought a prototype not joking she bought a prototype i wasn't even going to sell it she wanted it and bought it now i came up with a better design and a better way of assembling them do you know that when I see her, I'm going to have one of the better ones so I can swap it out for her and Absolutely. just give it to her? I don't care. Right. Why? Because to me, my brand is taking care of my customers.
1: Yep. Absolutely.
0: Nothing else matters. If I don't take care of my customers, I won't have customers. Right. And look, she's a friend and I'm going to take care of her, but I'm not taking care of her because I'm because she's a friend. I'm going to take care of her. Because that's what you do as a business owner. You always take care of your customers. Even if it means you lose a little money. You have yeah. sometimes you just have to. That's the way it is. Because when you do that and they know, hey, this guy stands behind his shit, you are not gonna have a problem getting money from them in the future. Jocko, for a bunch of people, will have a lot of trouble getting money from people going forward.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely I think that's that's so true. And and I think it's it's a different scale and that's I think a little hard, right? a hundred percent and i said a lot of jerks too i think there's a oh, lot of people yeah. like because anyone i deal with well anyone i've ever sold anything to has been super supportive and understanding if there's you know delays or whatever but that's the people that i'm dealing with when you get to a, ma- a larger massive scale right you start opening up to people that aren't part of this community or part of Totally, just understanding. There are people who think that for yeah.
0: twenty dollars they're entitled to all your time,
1: right? Exactly, like
0: your personal phone number, so I can call you to tell you how pissed off I am right, that I don't exactly. have my
1: maker knife. Like, go to hell, dude! No, exactly. Well, like, that's not. I'm. My job is not to make you happy, right? right? But right, but so there's a balance there. But yeah, no, it's it's it, well, it's a shitty situation. I think just it overall. is. It is. Look, he, for everyone, he
0: he got into a situation that was not of his own fault, that was only partially of his own creation. And unfortunately, it's, it might be souring his reputation with a few people. To me, look, I don't care, but I don't have a silver knife. You know, when I heard all this store all the stories about the silver maker knife being delayed, I was like, oh, shit, I'm not getting mine. Right. And the reality is, yeah, I am getting mine because I didn't order a silver one, and I'm okay with it. Cool, I got mine. <laughs> but I also realized when he made that video a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, oh, I have the first generation one. And I have that screw that'll shear off. Right, I want my careful. replacement, right. Yeah, and I, and I had to weigh, like, do I really want to put that on him and say, I want my, eh, it's not going to break. It, it's really not. I mean, if it hasn't yeah. broken already, it's probably not going to break. I'm not constantly fiddling with the tension on it. It took me a couple of days to get the tension to where I like it. And now it's it's flawless. It is adjusted for me exactly right. the way I like it.
1: Well, it's like but a I recall can... or anything else like that. The likelihood is the odds are pretty small. The right, but right. it still could happen. And the right thing to do is to replace it. But well,
0: my wife, my wife has a Honda Civic which has a Takata airbag in it. <laughs> so I mean, if you if anyone who knows about that whole story, you know. But um, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's as good a spot as any to wrap up this very very casual I yeah, know. over the place conversation i, hope, I, I hope, love uh, it
1: i hope people like it but
0: well if if they don't we'll know for the next one yeah no
1: exactly well I we got to a do that to of a... awesome guests coming up so yeah really
0: even if you hated this episode just hang around for the next two at least at least we know who's booked for those and promise is going to be well i won't say better because we're pretty damn good at this but yeah. it will be good it will be good um <laughs> ethan do you want to plug your stuff so people know where to find you
1: Yeah, I mean, right now it's still just Ethan Carter Designs on Instagram, Um, but yeah, I'll let you know when that, that expands.
0: And Ethan Carter Designs on Twitter.
1: Oh yes, yeah, You've exactly. Gotta plug the. Tw- See, Ethan, I don't know, how to do I don't. This, I won't know what I'm doing, but uh, I might retweet you by mistake. I don't. <laughs> is that? A I, thing? Mean I mean to reply. I hit the retweet. I don't know oh. what any of this does.
0: <laughs> you're gonna sit there. I'm gonna. Someone's gonna find you. Bettina's gonna find you one day. You're just gonna be sitting in your shop. The lights are gonna be off, and there's just gonna be gentle sobbing, and she's gonna go, "Honey, what's wrong?" And you're just gonna go. Twitter. It's just too much. It's too much. I don't know (laughs) what to do. I can't take it. (laughs) (sighs) The pressure. You guys know where to find me, but um, on Instagram, it's now handmade by Vincent Ferrari. It's no longer Vincent M. Ferrari um the website if you're listening to this you probably already know where it is if you want to support the podcast financially which i'd rather you just shared the show but if you want to support it financially who am i to stop you there's a donation link in the show notes feel free feel free not to just i'd rather you just share the show write reviews on itunes we are back season two i don't know how many episodes we're going to do for season two um my guess ethan we do probably 13 or 14 episodes take a couple of weeks off and then come back and do a third season i think that's a good format so we don't get burnt out on doing it i think that Um, sounds great and plus I i i think i did this math once already I'm pretty sure a 13th episode would come around Christmas. And really, who's going to expect us to do an episode on Christmas? <laughs> Don't be jerks, people. <laughs> no, but we love you. Seriously, thank you for coming back. We promised we'd be back. We are back. We are back, 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 back. Not just back today, but back, back, back. And if it's going to be two episodes with guests and 10 episodes with Ethan and I, then so be it. That's what it's going to be. But we are back, and we're looking forward to talking to you again next week when we have one of our wonderful next two guests. Till then, have a great week, everybody.